0: You are listening to the Innovators Behind Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Evolve ETFs. The world is evolving. Your investments should too.
1: Hi there, this is Raj Lala and we are joined by Scott Schober. Scott, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, Scott's the president and CEO of uh, Berkeley Veritronics Systems, a 40-year-old New Jersey-based privately held company and a leading provider of advanced world-class wireless test and security solutions. Scott's also invented BVS's cell phone detection tools used to enforce a no-cell phone policy in prisons and secure government facilities. He's also a very sought-after subject expert on the topic of cybersecurity. Uh, He's been on ABC News, Bloomberg TV, CBS This Morning, CNBC, CNN, Fox Business, Fox News, and so on and so on. Also been on in the in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Fortune. Uh, he's very well versed on the topic of cybersecurity. So again, thanks a lot, Scott, for joining us.
0: Great to be here. Thanks, us
1: So I thought we'd start off with kind of more of a thirty thousand foot uh, question, uh, which is how how has cyber crime uh, really evolved or changed over the last ten years?
0: Sure, uh, and this is a great question. I. I often think back, even just five years ago, and I always ask myself, how many people even talked about cyber and cyber crime? It wasn't as uh, popular, but for for me, the kind of the line in the sand where it really started to get noticed by the the general public was, was really after the Target breach. Prior to that, I think everybody heard of you know cyber criminals or hackers but it always was the thought well it won't affect me and these are some you know computer geeks sitting in their basement in their pajamas typing away at a keyboard trying to you know cause some havoc somewhere but it wasn't something where it affected people around the globe i remember many years ago the blue screen
1: of death was, yeah. <laughs> prob- was probably people's first encounter with uh, cybercrime or cyber hackers, and then you know as we've seen it kind of evolve, we we now see cyber criminals have become much smarter uh, and turned it into an economic model because there wasn't really much of an economic model uh, to to cyber crime back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly has changed. Even the concept of what's considered a hacker. I, when I grew up, even in, in the '80s. I was a hacker. I pirated games and collected and You traded things, and I surfed different, um, you know, forums before there was the true World Wide Web. And you thought, hey, this is fun. You're you're hacking with other guys that have similar interest in doing things, but it wasn't necessarily with malicious intent or monetary gain. There was that side of it, but that became more and more spread as it got into the 90s and up until to, to where we are today, where now you can you can really monetize and it can become a career to be a true hacker or cyber criminal. And, and that's where we're, we're seeing the past few years, it's gotten crazy and, and, and certainly the areas that stand out to me are, are ransomware has become extremely damaging to to companies, especially now more lately, small businesses, the educational side, we see universities constantly targeted, sheriff's offices, Uh, the healthcare sector has been heavily targeted. So that's been a tremendous shift and more targeted focus where they can monetize on this. And and of course, the worlds of crypto, which uh, uh, certainly you guys appreciate that area, Uh, the explosion, especially with, with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as a whole. Many are trying to find where are the vulnerabilities in the ecosystem as a whole that they can exploit and and try to compromise somebody's private keys, their information, whatever the case may be. So again, they can monetize. And uh, I think the the advent of the the dark web uh, allowing cyber criminals access to this, now they have that, that's their their store, their flea market where they can buy and sell automated software packages and and their stolen goods be it logging credentials Identity theft, credit cards, whatever the case may be, and they could thrive there, and then they could use digital currency and cryptocurrency to remain anonymous so there's There's so many reasons why cyber crime has changed and, and I think uh, the underlying factor is they can make a lot more money at it, and people's natural greed has driven them to to do this
1: so if you look into kind of a crystal ball. What, what do you think it's going to look like, you know, over the next 10 years? Because obviously, you know, we have an increasing amount of connectivity that's taking place uh, within technology. Uh, we we have cloud-based uh, cybersecurity as well. So where do you see all of this uh, going over the next 10 years? How do you see it evolving?
0: This is the part that scares me a little bit more because as I just think out the next 10 years, I start thinking about, number one, the Internet of Things, all these IoT devices with our insatiable appetite to all be connected with these smart sensors throughout our home, our cars, our lives, our businesses. And that opens up a huge opportunity for cyber criminals to move in and try to exploit these vulnerabilities. An IoT device, it's, it's all about price, convenience, time to market, and companies are so focused on that, they're not focused on the underlying security vulnerabilities, testing them ahead of time They figure, well, we'll get it right later on. And oftentimes, since security's not baked in, there's no easy way to update the firmware that's in these IoT devices. We're going to have millions or billions of devices out there that have these vulnerabilities in the next five or ten years. That scares me. Uh, the, the other area is if we look at these targeted attacks, we see ransomware is often targeting uh, you know, PCs at first and then our mobile devices. I, I think this is going to certainly expand and be more targeted toward uh, you know, medical devices, implants. That could be very scary. Imagine it's targeted an attack towards somebody. Maybe it's a president, a dignitary, a celebrity, whoever it is, somebody of high net worth value. They've got a medical implant and somehow it's connected back through the Internet and you've got some psycho cyber criminal that just wants to take them hostage in a sense and demand some type of ransom. So we're going to have these type of extreme ransom cases that are coming up non-traditional that are going to be very hard to combat. And, And that's because of, again, our insatiable appetite to have everything connected into the Internet more for convenience, I believe, than for security. Hmm, interesting. A little scary. Yes, it
1: is. It is. Um, but definitely interesting. So I've seen a lot of different stats on, in terms of, you know, what the true cost of cybercrime is. I've seen stats that, you know, say that cybercrimes cost the global economy about three trillion dollars, uh, and over the next five, ten years is gonna cost the global economy about six trillion dollars. Do you think that these are on the, these stats are on the low end, on the high end? Do you agree with these numbers?
0: Oh, absolutely in some ways they may be a little bit underestimated and why is that if you analyze not just the damage it costs at the moment it's it's all the additional things that come in for example a simple a breach at a company causes massive havoc and we see the the damage not just what's stolen but the cost for breach notification the cost for the the cyber insurance how they react afterward, how they then spend this enormous amount of money over the next few years to then monitor the threats and try to control them, bringing in third parties to keep continually evaluate and do penetration tests and vulnerability assessments. so there's layers and layers of things that happen immediately after a company is compromised. And I speak firsthand, I know a number of years ago um, when our company was targeted and hacked. Your entire posture and the way you think about cybersecurity changes. Number one, you become paranoid. You trust nobody. Uh, n- number two, you, you start to spend money in a lot of different ways. So, so we naturally think about just uh, getting our, our, you know, the network, the servers attacked. But that's not necessarily the case. You think about security right away. What we started doing is saying, okay, well, what about our, our physical security? Let's upgrade our alarm system, which we did. Let's upgrade our camera system. Let's, let's upgrade uh, the lighting around it. So you, you think a different security posture because security in layers prevents us from being attacked. So the cost when a company is a victim of a cyber breach affects the entire corporate culture, not to mention The the effects of the brand because afterward what are you trying to do you're trying to carefully rebuild your brand and the sting that a cyber breach can can leave with a company when there's brand damage it it may take you know ten years to build up a really strong solid brand a Target or a Home Depot or something like that but I tell you what when there's a a a, a fatal blow and they hit a real cyber breach it, it sometimes takes a matter of hours before the reputation and the the share price of a company can just fall apart. I look at look at Facebook at what's happened to that even. There that's a staggering blow where we're talking billions of dollars in market value that that's almost lost overnight. Now comes the hard part, spend the money to rebuild and reassure the customers, hey, we're here for you. We're going to keep your, your data, data private, and we've got our best interest put out there. You're still going to lose people in the process, which means you're going to lose ad dollars, and it goes down the line. So in answer, I guess, to, to your question, is it do I believe those stats? Absolutely, but I believe it's probably even worse because we can't factor in all these different variables that come into play.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Facebook and then of course, you know, uh, one of the other important ones, uh, last year was, was Equifax and you, you brought that up. You're absolutely right. You know, I think it takes, it takes years for a company to build credibility and can take moments, uh, to, to lose it all. I mean, you know, Equifax, once they announced their breach, they, their stock dropped over the next week by about 35%. And, uh, tough to recover from that. Most importantly, tough to recover. Uh, customer loyalty or customer trust, uh, after that. That's why I think a lot of the financial firms, the banks, uh, internationally are making cybersecurity one of their highest priorities, which kind of dovetails into the question is, you know, how big of a priority do you think it is for Fortune 500 companies? And, and also as an extension to that, do you think that these companies are actually doing enough at the moment? Have they allocated a big enough budget? Uh, to whether it's internally funding uh, cybersecurity or or externalizing that function.
0: Um, I I think you have to almost, I mean, from a general answer for that, no, they're not spending enough. No, they're not doing enough. Why can I say that? Because companies are continually targeted and compromised. The challenge is oftentimes when a company is compromised, we don't know about it immediately. It's very rare that you read the headlines that, xyz was breached and a week or a month later they reveal it oftentimes it was a year ago two years ago and they're they're still doing battle control after they learn about the breach and they're they're scrambling to you know to sell their shares in the company and to understand how they're going to position this so they don't take a big hit and i think oftentimes the the lack of response by especially a large fortune 500 company every day that goes by that they don't Start the process; it can be devastating, and then it will drag. And then it looks like they're covering things up. Part part of the reason they can't come clean oftentimes is they don't know what's going on. It's hard to contain it. They're trying to contain it and stopping it from spreading laterally within your you know your computer networks when you don't know what's going on. So they bring in a ton of help from the outside, and, and they're digging in the trenches trying to uncover these things. Uh, now I, I look back at J.P. Morgan. For example there I would classify that as probably the most secure bank in the world yet they were compromised um, what did they do right immediately after that they commit hey we're gonna spend you know 250 million no we're gonna spend 500 million we're gonna upgrade we're gonna improve we're gonna secure everything and there I give them credit because they took action they told people what they were going to do and now they're backing it by action however every company doesn't necessarily have a nest egg of that much money that they could spend to keep things secure. So it's not always the amount that you spend to keep a company secure. I think it also comes within the company. And the biggest weakness I see, be at five Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, which I talk to all the time, it's people. People are the problem, but people are also the solution. When people think cyber... And I always say it's from the janitor up to the CEO, and from the CEO down to the janitor in a company. The entire organization is part of the solution if they're educated and they think cyber. And we're not talking they have to become a cybersecurity practitioner. They they need to understand the basics. What what is a phishing attack? And what do I do if I find a USB stick in the parking lot? And and what's the danger of putting a sticky note passwords on my computer? All those basic type of things help keep a company safe, and it helps them look out if there's a potential for something that's about to happen. They're thinking about it. They'll bring it up to the chief information security officer. They're going to talk to their boss and say, hey, this looks a little fishy. What do you make of this? Right there, that conversation needs to be had, and I don't think enough companies, big or small, are having those conversations yet. It's getting better but it's just not there yet.
1: So pivoting from uh, to that topic, I thought it would be uh, worthwhile to talk a little bit about blockchain because it seems to be a, a topic that uh, that is has become very predominant in, in the media over the last year. Can you explain just kind of at a high level how cybersecurity and blockchain are kind of intertwined?
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's – well, first of all, I should say – Blockchain is a complex topic, and this is this conversation I have all the time, trying to explain what is blockchain, and how does it work with cryptocurrency? How does it work in the world of cyber? And most people, I see a quick kind of glaze over their eyes. When you think about it, maybe in tying it with um, cryptocurrency there, blockchain is used as a, a public ledger of cryptocurrency transactions. And it's a, it's a distributed ledger, and it's decentralized, it's in digital format. So it's something that what I consider is, is almost abstract when we think of things that people want to always compare. The first thing they always say, so it's Bitcoin, right? It's it's, it's a dollar versus a Bitcoin. Well, not exactly. Blockchain, I think, is, is something much Larger and in the world of of cybersecurity, you can use this to enhance your cyber your cyber defenses, so you can prevent uh, you know fraudulent activities and and detect anybody that's trying to tamper with data. Um, You you can use this to to enhance your encryption, your data encryption perhaps, and and all of these things really um, enhance blockchain is being used to enhance the trust because it involves multiple parties. It's a, a distributed database. You've got private applications. You've got public apl- applications where it's being used. And and it's, it can be used so many different areas. It's not just meant for Bitcoin, which many people think, but it can really be used to validate transactions. It's going to be used, I, I think, in, in many different verticals. I Real do you think
1: it's going to be like the scares. second coming of the of the internet, like you know so many other
0: people yeah. believe? I, I I do, and I think I think honestly it's going to start to evolve to some degree, because there's a lot of applications that are honestly just stupid, and and those are going to fade away just just like many things when there's a hot fad. Everybody jumps on the bandwagon and talks about it. Hey, this is going to solve the world. And and even even my opinion, even with cryptocurrency, I, I find it fascinating. It's exciting. I enjoy reading about it, doing research on it, talking about it. But when I talk to people that are actually buying and using cryptocurrencies, one thing I do realize is they don't understand any of the underlying pieces of it. They're doing it more as a – and this is not everybody, but I think the majority of people, they're looking at it as as a stock play. Let me make a fast buck, buy it and sell it. It's only going to keep going up, and look how much money I made. It's the the wrong mentality or the wrong reasons, and it's kind of being a day trader, I feel. I think when you look at it for its value, for its security that really is baked in – I mean, blockchain really does provide some great security – it's it's the whole ecosystem that the hackers are trying to find the little spots that they can try to exploit because there are some weaknesses there, and it's getting better. And companies are putting forth a good effort to improve blockchain, improve cryptocurrency, improve the security. So it's got, in my opinion, we're going to see all these cryptocurrencies that are exploding that are using blockchain technology. There's 1,600 of them or something. It's probably going to narrow down to a couple hundred companies that are the true winners that provide a easy-to-use, secure, digital currency that's adopted. And there'll probably be one or two strong giants that basically the masses adopt. And in a couple years, you and I and all the listeners will, will, will use these cryptocurrencies and the underlying blockchain technology as, as its just like we reach into our wallet maybe a number of years ago and pull out a dollar. Now we reach into our wallet, we may pull a credit card or what I use is near-field communication and pull out my phone. It becomes second nature. That's what I feel we're going to start seeing.
1: Great. Thanks Thanks a lot, Scott. One last question, uh, which I think uh, some of our listeners would be extremely interested in, is what advice would you give them in order to protect themselves as individuals Uh, against hacks or or cybercrime.
0: I could probably talk about that for two hours, but to sum it up in a nutshell, I, I always encourage people, do not be intimidated. You have the power to take control to keep your personal information secure. Oftentimes, it doesn't require spending a ton of money. It's using common sense. It's not putting too much information out there. It's not trusting individuals. If something doesn't look right, question it. Stop. Think about it. Pick up the phone. Do some research. Nine out of ten times, cyber criminals, hackers, they're they're scammers. They're trying to prey upon people's innocence. They're trying to look at our, when we're naive and and take advantage of us. So, Just that, that trust factor alone could probably ward off most of the, the, the hacks and things that people give into. So, so just, just just think before you click. And uh, I encourage listeners to stay safe. Thanks a lot, Scott. That was
1: Scott Schober talking about uh, cybersecurity. Thanks for joining us, Scott.
0: Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for some, some great questions. You have been listening to the Innovators Behind Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Evolve ETFs. Remain educated. Be informed. Sign up for our newsletter and learn more at EvolveETFs.com.